for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. Now, I have an amazing guest today. I'm giddy with excitement, but I don't want to forget to mention our sweet sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care. They provide trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And we are so grateful to them for the show today because I am welcoming a dear friend and also a wise and well-trained expert, Ashley Kutosh. Ashley, welcome. Good afternoon and welcome, Kathy. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast today. Listen, it was worth having you on just so that I could look at your beautiful bio and all this great information. I I loved it. I just want to share a few things, and really, I don't know where to begin. Just so you'll, my listening friends will know what you, the treat you are in for. She is the director of training and development for Core Insights. She's been married over twenty years. She's a mom herself. She has three beautiful children. And she has quite the professional career and tons of background. She has a Bachelor's of Arts, a Master's of Arts in Communication, and you just got your Ph.D. I ought to know in what. You may have to tell me. Oh, that's okay. It's in human resource development. So um, that that was a fun accomplishment to finish off in 2019. I'm so proud of you. So very proud of you. Now, when Ashley talks, and you may want to invite her to come speak at one at your next event, Some of her favorite topics are super women in leadership, leading change in our ever-changing world, culture by design, in other words, how to create a culture you love. And she speaks to great big corporations about how to do that. But let me tell you, she can do it in a small group. I've seen her do it. And one thing I'm going to, we're going to do two podcasts today. I'm going to get her to tell her, tell us her story first. But in the second podcast, Ashley, I want to talk a little bit about one of these topics that caught my eye taking the con out of conflict and coaching tomorrow's leaders. Cause I think both of those, you'll have some great insight for our listening friends about how to apply that at home. But I want to start with your story, if that's okay with you. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So one of the things I learned about you, and this was such a shock to me in your, when I read your wonderful book called blind spots, she and Brian Brandt just came out with a wonderful book Blind spots, what you don't know can hurt you. By the way, Ashley, when I send people to your website, should I send them to call? Give me the call letters on your website. I usually have that, but I didn't think to get it. Oh, that's okay. So, I mean, really the best, interesting, um, 
Core Insights is a sister company to a company that I now work for, which is Mentoring Minds. So oh, um, if you're interested in information about the book or speaking events, then www.coreinsightsleadership.com is the right website. So don't get confused if you get on there and think, well, I, I see her co-author, Brian Brandt, on here, but I don't see a whole lot about her. Um, that's simply because I've you know, taken on a, a new role, not not too much in the past, and um, and more involved with the sister company, the Coin Site. Well, that's interesting news to me because I know that you have you have done a lot with both those companies over the years, and yes. Yes. I would imagine finishing your PhD allowed you to accomplish a next dream, and I can imagine that has to do with helping other people be in the right spot that they want to be in. Okay, so, I know. I just had a feeling about that. Okay, so let's talk about a confession in the book about blind spots, which, by the way, I really was hoping my feet wouldn't get, to, my toes wouldn't get too stepped on with this book. <laughs> I love the positive approach y'all took to it. That, that made me so happy. But you shared in the book that you considered yourself a shy person based on your family background, and then later you began to realize that might not be accurate. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so that that is a huge part of my story, just in general. Um, you know, I, I consider my, I have always considered myself a very shy person, and um, I believe that still to be true, actually, about myself. Um, as a child, though, it was really evident just how shy I was. In fact, I've never met a child um, as shy as what I remember myself being when I was a child. Um, I think it had to do with a couple of things. I think one, it was just you know my personality and and how I was knit together um, as as a person. And then part of it was I had an older brother who was the opposite of that and was really loud. And I think maybe I was just you know, overshadowed by the conversation that we often had in our household. Um, so I, I think it was a combination of things. But what began to happen over time is my parents realized just how painfully shy I was and began, um, you know, in an endearing way, but um, in a way just – reinventing that in me over and over. So when people would meet me and my parents would share about me, they would share about how shy I was. And I think it really just snowballed into becoming part of my identity. Um, and then uh, an instance that I talk about in the book, which I believe is one of the one of the most profound moments of my childhood, was um, in second grade me volunteering for a speaking event, which really the reason I volunteered had nothing to do with being willing to speak. In fact, that would be the last thing that my second grade mind would have wanted to do, um, but the reason was I'm also one who wants to please people, um, something else that I continually still struggle with, and so my teacher was my teacher was struggling. She had to have a volunteer, and no one was volunteering, and so I just felt bad for her, and so I volunteered. Okay, wow. What that created was it created a situation where I was to do something which was completely against both what I believed that I could do, what my parents believed that I could do, what my teachers believed that I could do. Um, and it required me to go in and compete in the speaking event. And I won, which was very surprising. Um, and it, it really launched <laughs> me into think maybe there are some strengths that I have, um, although I didn't think of it this way really in second grade, I'm sure. Maybe there are some strengths that I have that I don't realize. What else is there about me that um, maybe I'm not capitalizing on as much as I could? I, you know what I loved in your book? You, I'm going to quote you. I don't know if it's you or Brian that wrote this, but I love this sentence. It probably You'll probably see it as a meme eventually because I'll put it out there. 
Self-awareness is typically born from taking risks, trying new things, learning from success and failures, and breaking out of our comfort zone. These opportunities allow people a chance to self-discover. That is so profound, Ashley. I love that thought. Yeah, it, it's, it's something that I repeat to myself daily is try something new. Try something new. I may or may not be successful at it, but I'm going to learn something through it. And so, um, again, something else that's not within my comfort zone is trying something new every day, but it is something that I repeat to myself every day um, I, to try to get myself in a position where, where I put myself out there a little bit more. You know what? I love that. And one reason is because it, it kind of affirms some thoughts that Anna and I are putting into a book right now about how you get self-esteem. You know, people want self-esteem for their kids. We really want confident kids. And so we say you get that by doing what is hard, knowing what is true, and knowing who loves you unconditionally. But um, what I like about your quote is taking risk and failing. I've done so much of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that was like, good sign, though, because you've also found success that you know what's great about it is i read it i thought well that makes me feel a lot better about some of the dorky stuff i've done just <laughs> embarrassing failures i i learned i mean you know i have a certain amount of self-awareness and that is probably why now that i've read your book i know why but uh so that was really encouraging to me personally just to think so my mistakes and my failures they aren't just a wash i mean i knew that of course but it, but in Thinking about how hard it is for people to be self-aware, how hard I've had to work at it myself, that actually was really encouraging thought. So I thank you for that. Good, good. I'm glad that was encouraging. <laughs> I know. You put, if put you that try much work, fail, you learn. So that's, that's great. Yeah. And if you put that much work in a book, you kind of like to know that somebody is getting <laughs> something out of it, right? Yes, so, absolutely. I, I know. I wanted you to know that really encouraged me when I read it. And and that was reading a book with blind spots. I was like, I'm sure I have a bunch of these, and it's probably going to be very uncomfortable to read this book, especially at my age, because you're like, how much more time do I have really to fix this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and do I really want to? Because that's part of it. You know, if, if you find yeah. out something about yourself and you don't really want to tackle that, um, then that, that doesn't necessarily get you in any better place than when you started. You know what? I love it that you're bringing that up. We're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Before we go, I want to make sure that you know, my listening friends, I'm going to put a ton of this information in a blog about Ashley, and it'll have all her hyperlinks and her book. So you can find that at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A, F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And I hope you'll go to my website and sign up for our regular weekly stuff we do. As you may know, we do things that are difficult to talk about. And we try to give you tools so you can bring up hard subjects at church or at home or whatever. And then the other thing we do is we try to give you all kinds of fun, easy things that you can do with your kids that are really practical. So especially Anna Crafty Pierce comes on the show real often and does that with me. And we're so proud of those things. So those wonderful ideas. And before we're done with Ashley today, I'm going to be picking her brain for some great things to do with children. So when we come back, we're going to talk some more of that. that. So stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Ashley, we've got about five seconds. You got anything else you want to say before we go to the break? Oh, I look forward to hearing, um, to going on and reading some of your tips for kids. And 
um, look forward to sharing some ways that this might be applicable for them, too. Oh, yeah, you're going to love this. Uh, people are going to love what you shared because I'm going to come back to some of that it, right after the break. So stay with us. This is Truth with a Texas Twang spoken here. And we're just going to keep asking Ashley for great ideas about how to give your kids information about their blind spots so that you're building great things into their future, even now while they're tiny. So stay with us. And I'm going to tell you more about Ashley and her shyness when we come back. I have a great story about that. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Chimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. Thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Ashley Kutosh about stereotypes and blind spots and things that parents say to kids that give them an impression of who they are. And we've been talking about how her parents talk to her about being shy and even reinforce that idea. And now she like speaks in front of all these huge groups and facilitates (laughs) meetings and gives leaders and employees all kinds of advice. I've seen her 
do it in city government here locally. Ashley, one of the things in your book, Blind Spots, let me read that title again. Blind Spots, What You Don't Know Can Hurt You. One of the things in that book was a Jahari window. And I meant to get this done before you came on the show. So this morning, I'm Xeroxing it real quick and looking around the room at, like, who can I give this thing to? So basically what it is, it's a list of, I don't know, there's probably 50 adjectives here. And you're supposed to give that to five of your friends that know you well and ask them to mark the ones that most fit you. So I'm I'm actually planning. You're going to love this. I'm actually my. Of course, you know one of my daughters. That's how we got to be friends. But it, you don't know my other two kids. But they'll love this too. Over spring break, we're all going on a holiday together, and I'm actually going to do this with the whole family and the grandkids. <laughs> That'll be fun. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. But this morning, I handed a list to Dave, and I said, honey, I just need you to mark five. It doesn't have to be a big deal because he's very thorough and meticulous, of course, because he's married to me, and I'm very creative, and, you know, I need that. But anyway, so he marked them all very thoroughly, and this is how great he's gotten. Well, we're, our thing is communications has been hard for us, and so we've learned to communicate really well. And I knew he'd made a lot of progress this morning. He He's going through the list. And he goes, oh, honey, I don't know if I can just pick five. I mean, I think you fit all of these. <laughs> oh, gosh. All 50 of them. <laughs> all 50. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Wow. You, you've learned a lot about communicating in marriage. I'm really proud of you for that, honey. But go ahead and just pick five. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. Yeah, just five. Uh, but anyway, that was pretty funny. And so you've given people in this book such practical examples of things they can do that you can actually just take some of their useful, simple ideas and apply them in your own home tonight. It's that great of a book. So talk to us a little bit while I have you. How did you get free of that stereotyping in the, the box kind of that your parents had built around your personality there? Well, you know, I'm thankful for the experiences that I had in my early childhood that gave me a glimpse that maybe there was more to more to Ashley than just a fun kid. Um, so the early successes that I had with um, some different events at school, with um, academics at school, those really encouraged me to um, continue looking for strengths that I had that maybe were outside of just that box of being shy. Um, you know, I think the shyness and the awkwardness is not gone. I wouldn't say that I've moved totally beyond that. But what I do know is that if that is what others see of me and, and that's all that I portray, it can be seen in ways that are not exactly how I want to be seen. Uh, that became... Um, that's become aware. I've become aware of that over the years. But one example that I believe I share in the book that was um, equally as profound as my first time public speaking in second grade was early in my relationship with my husband. Um, we went to a, a social gathering for his work, and and afterwards he said, "You know, do you realize how you were perceived?" Um, well, I knew how I felt. I felt uncomfortable. I didn't know anyone. I smiled mm -hmm. and waved politely, but I didn't know how to start conversations with others. And I, I just felt awkward in general. And he said, you came across as like, I'm kind of too good to talk to you. Oh. And, and that was that's so far beyond what I, how I see myself. In fact, it's the opposite. It's almost like I'm not good enough to talk mm -hmm. to you. Um, right. So he said it came across as the opposite. 
And so I know you better than that. I know you don't have that attitude at all, but other people probably don't see that. And so that's what really started me thinking about. It's not just me getting outside of my box of being shy for the sake of not being shy. It's because the whole message that I might be sending to others, people that I want to be friends with, that I want to connect with um, may not be aligned with, oh, they think I'm shy. It, it perhaps could be sending a much worse message. That's so interesting because knowing you as well as I do, of course, I heard of you before I met you because Ellen has such a high opinion of you. And so I was already predisposed to think this woman is pretty special and has a beautiful heart. Like that would be something that she would immediately share with me. So that's interesting. I, I love the way you explain that. I, I often think, that, of course, we live in a culture that puts a real high premium on extroverts and introverts mm -hmm. don't really get the credit they deserve. And really we need to be able to move between those two skill sets. So that's kind of interesting that you identified that. So if you're, raising kids now I know I know you've kind of conquered that because I know how you behave in groups um do you want to give some ideas to parents who might be raising a child that needs skills either to be more extroverted more you know inviting or maybe somebody who needs to be like me more more quiet give people a little space right so you know I actually I found when they were young, and as they've gotten older, my kids are 18, 16, and 14 right now, I found wow. it harder and harder to um, pour into them in a way that, that gets them to move in the direction that I think they should do <laughs> as far as oh, yeah. their personalities and the way that they act. So, you know, I have less and less control. Um, yeah, but one of the right. things that, that we did when the kids were really little is we um, really tried to teach them, like, appropriate um, behaviors, especially when they meet people. And I remember, I remember clearly sitting at the playground when my oldest son was maybe three, and my husband was prompting him, like, go introduce yourself to the child that's playing alone um, in a sandbox. And my son went over there, and he said, you know, hi, my name is Caden. What's your name? And the other parent turned to my husband and I and said, is he running for office? Um, <laughs> and that was such an interesting comment to make, but yeah. it, it made me realize, like, we are trying to be very intentional because he's a child who's more extroverted like myself. Um, right. So we try to be really intentional with giving him, teaching him the skills that he needs to not come across as so maybe awkward and shy as what I know I did when I was his age. Uh -huh. um, and by teaching him that really young, it helped. And he actually, um, and Kathy, you may have even seen him when you're, when he's been in and out of our office because he worked here this summer. A lot of people didn't know the guy at the front desk with my oldest son. Um, oh. But he, he comes across as really engaging and polished, and that's probably probably because of the you know the hard work that, that we kind of poured into that when he was little. I love that. Um, what's you know interesting is my, my daughter was kind of the opposite. She was really outgoing when she was little, yeah. so we didn't have to really teach her so much. And I see that flipping a little bit now. It's like because we didn't teach her uh, probably as um, wholeheartedly as maybe we did our son, my, our oldest son because he kind of got it naturally. Now, as a teenager, I'm having to prompt her like, hey, when you meet an adult, we're looking to see more eye contact from you. 
Yeah. We need you to acknowledge when you walk up into a group, we need to, to acknowledge the adults on the group by a hello, whatever their name is. Um, and, and so I feel like now we are behind the, the game with her and we're happy to kind of bring her up to speed in her teen years. What I love about that, it, it, I don't know if you've read the book over uh, the power of no introvert power. I like I that mm-hmm. uh, what you're sharing because in our family, people are always surprised. There are some people in our family that we view as introverts, but they don't come across that way. And mm-hmm. and my husband is definitely that way. His mother worked on etiquette with him so much. She was just gifted in that area herself, very perceptive. And so all three of her kids got that training, like you're describing, very intentional training. And I think that's so valuable because it does break down barriers. Just knowing when to not, like David, babies love him. Small children love him because he knows how to give them enough space. But then he also knows how to introduce himself and engage with people so that People are always surprised when they find out he does not view himself as an extrovert naturally, hmm. but his skills are learned. And and our some of our kids are that way, too. I love it that you're working on that uh, with your kids. I think that's so valuable. I think they will come back and thank you later, as we do with his mom. Uh, she's passed away now, but that's a lasting legacy that she left our family and, I, and, you know, I didn't even grow up with her. That was just something that we benefited, all of us, from her influence. So I'm really proud of you for that. That's a great tip to share with people. Well, so now that we're talking a little bit about how to get uh, past stereotyping, one of, one of the things I noticed in that section of, of what you were writing about in the book especially and thinking about it with kids is how, as parents, we can put a blessing on our child and really encourage them to move forward in some way that they may feel is a little risky. But but by blessing them and saying the positive things and creating a vision for it, that becomes such a an advantage in their thinking and their life for the rest of their life. So we have about two minutes, and I knew your story was going to be a good one. I knew moms were going to really relate to what you had to share. And, and even that part about coming home with the prize, that is such a great story. <laughs> so I, I just want to remind people, we are going to be looking for Ashley on her. We'll have another podcast with her wisdom in it. So don't miss that. And also don't forget, you can find her. Tell me your website again. I need to write it down this time. The best the way to find you. Double- Mm-hmm. www.coreinsights, core, like C-O-R-E, insights, with an S at the end, leadership.com. Okay, and if they wanted to have you come speak or facilitate some training in their community, and their community government or whatever, they could find you there? Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, I, I just... Bureau, and they can find that on, on that website. I have heard Ashley facilitate meetings, and she does a fabulous job. So if you're wondering how to get your uh, team moving in the right direction, do not forget that she's a great uh, resource for you. And also, remember, you can go to kathycraffy.com, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E as in Edward. Ashley, we're going to have to close this off. I am so thankful for you, and I cannot wait to share more stories about you on our other podcast. So 
So look for us on the other podcast with Ashley. It's going to have something in the title about blind spots. But in the meantime, know that Kathy. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. So don't forget, truth with the Texas twang spoken here. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh.